Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's your girl, Brishanna. Now, I'm still kind of struggling as to how I'm going to be introducing myself. I find it to be so incredibly bizarre. Um, But I will be trying my best. And it's going to be changing. You know, we might have a theme song, child. I don't even much know. But I say all of that to say welcome back. And I took a lot of the day to rest because I was up late last night and um even getting up i was just so i felt so confused and um y'all already know what this is about this is going to be part two of travis scott uh festival astro world um and all of the things around it i have so many things that i need to say i kind of don't know where to start and so <laughs> child i guess i'm just gonna start if you're watching this on youtube i will try to provide you some um screenshots as much as i possibly can but i do have my notes here so from what we know right now um travis scott had a festival it was called Astro World. multiple artists were in attendance and it was supposed to go for two days 50,000 people per day it was definitely sold out in just a few moments now that's where i want to want to kind of start in regards to getting you guys together in with with this event when the event went up and all of the stuff that i've been looking at and the screenshots that i have been finding the show sold out and usually artists are extremely excited about their uh concert festival show selling out being a part of a lineup a headliner what have you and so that was very common for us to see travis you know say that on the internet he announced it on twitter to say that the show was sold out but he also tweeted that we definitely still sneaking in the wild ones though And this just kind of is going to be a trend with Mr. Travis here. Uh, he, I don't, I'm trying not to be lost for words. I'm trying to be very fluid in my communication and when I'm presenting all of this information to you guys. But I can't not be human. A lot of this situation is beyond me. So... There's a festival, I told you it sold out. Um, you could kind of see the ominousness before. That's not even a word, I just made that up. And where he stated, you know, we sneak in the wild ones. So another thing when we're just discussing the event, cause we're gonna have to step back into the past of Mr. Travis here. But uh, he released a song called Escape Plan. And Let's go off on the first tangent in regards to the song release. Um, less to do with the actual song and more to do with the title and what a lot of people are assuming. Um, I want to be clear. I am not leaning on the, cons the conspiracy side of what transpired because people lost their lives. And um, I feel like I, I want to be honest and say that a lot of times when conspiracies are presented, it's for fodder. And I don't think that fodder is appropriate um, when there was such a large loss of life and anticipation of more loss of life. However, during this podcast, I will not insult your spiritual intelligence. And I'm not going to say, you know what? I have no idea why you feel this way, why it feels sketchy to you. Um, I think across the board, it's feeling very sketchy to, 
to everyone. There's also a TikToker that I want you to listen to her video because she could probably hone in as to why um, as a whole we feel this way. So let's talk about Travis's behavior. Travis encourages his fans to rage. Um, and I'm going to play you some TikTok videos because I feel like that's going to be the best way for me to um, make sure that you guys understand exactly what's going on. So the first video that I'm going to play is um, in regards to Travis's behavior. And it's going to have to do with, let's see, this young lady here. He has been arrested before. And so I'll play you this video now. This is not new behavior for Travis is what I'm saying. Um, this has been going on for quite some time. He's been arrested multiple times for this. So here's the first TikTok video. And it is from a young lady with the username. Y'all know I'm military, so don't even start making fun of me. Cut it out. P, P as in Papa, E as in Echo, A as in Alpha, R as in Romeo, L as in Lima, dot, L as in Lima, O as in Oscar, L as in Lima. So that's her username and this is her video. I'm going to play it for you right now. Travis Scott has actually been arrested and sued multiple times at his concerts for encouraging unsafe behavior. At a concert in 2017, Travis told the crowd to run up to the stage, bypassing security and security barriers. And when the crowd did this, a ton of people were injured. Watch this video of it happening. So that was the first video, um, and I told you that username for uh, that creator. This has been going on for a while, and we're gonna. I'm gonna tell you something, and then I'm gonna tell you whether I think it's negative or, or could lean positive. And this is, I think, I know this may be an unpopular opinion, but I think that situations like this will help Travis. Um, I say that because, for a very deliberate reason, of course, when you are establishing a behavior, you can't necessarily label it as something. I mean, it's a pattern, but if it didn't result in, like, loss of life or it didn't duplicate what we saw at Astroworld in Houston, Texas, I feel like in regards to his legal team, they could make a case for, well, he does this all the time, he's an artist, you know, other people do this and it doesn't result in loss of life and therefore, he could not reasonably, you know, expect that, um, it this time would result in loss of life if he was just performing normally, all right? So that's the first point. We're talking about Travis's behavior. I feel like Travis's overall behavior counts for him. It's po it's it's a positive thing because his behavior hasn't changed. Um, something that I want to note, which I didn't know last time, I was kind of waiting to hear how much the festival was insured for. This is not atypical. It happens all the time. They don't typically use these insurance policies. But just like you got car insurance, child. 
Okay, they got, you know, concert insurance. And um, from what I know, there is a $26 million insurance policy. Child is getting ready to be tapped out. You understand me? There are people that's going to need medical intervention, rehab. Um, they're going to lose... What is it? What is what is that called? They're gonna lose like a quality of life, and so they might require medical intervention for the rest of their natural lives. So that twenty six million dollars, consider it spent. Um, something else that's very important to note: when I did my last part, there was not a criminal investigation. There had been the first trickle ins of lawsuits. Now the Houston. Uh, the Houston authorities have opened a criminal investigation. And uh, something else that's very important to note is that one of the lawsuits is specifically wanting, is seeking a restraining order um, to discourage Travis, his team, anyone associated with the event that has footage that can prove um, what happened, they cannot delete it. Um, it is very difficult to find in action stuff, which makes sense. Uh, these people have full PR teams and keep in mind that, yeah, Travis Scott has a team, but Live Nation has a team. Um, and I'm sure there's like other companies affiliated with the show, production companies or what have you. And so, they, you know, they all are working double time. They may not be releasing statements, but child, they scrubbing images from the internet. They doing the best they can, girl. They popping pussy and side tracking, okay? So, I think it was um, very reactive to, or proactive to have a restraining order issued, right? And I think that will work against Travis because I think that that will prove the timeline. That's what everybody worries about, right? So when something like this, something atrocious like this happens, people worry about a timeline. They want to know what happened and when. And let's talk about the timeline. Really, Let's skip to the timeline really quick right now. So Travis Scott went on to perform at 9.06 p.m., right? That's when he began. His set was completed at 10.15 p.m. But by that time, it was complete mayhem. Now, after 30 minutes, so this is approximately 9.36 p.m., the authorities, the Houston authorities, had already deemed this event a mass casualty event. And that's going to be really important in regards to communication. So, um, I think the timeline, you know, we're grading things whether it's bad for Travis or if it's good for Travis. The timeline looks awful for Travis. Um... It's just, it, it screams uh, culpability and culpability maximum, negligence minimum, right? And so from the time that it was deemed a mass casualty event, which would have been approximately 936, that would have given you from that time to 1015. And that's anywhere from 37 to 40 minutes of him continuing to play while the authorities have officially because you can't just like say oh this is a mass casualty event like that it doesn't really work like that there's like a procedure that you have to go through and a fair amount of proof um so by about 9 36 it had been deemed a mass casualty event and he continued to perform till 10 15. i think that this particular piece of information will work against travis and all of these litigations um let's move on to security Security at Travis Scott's concerts are typically awful. 
Um, I don't have the video of this, but I saw it myself. There was a security guy that said that he really disliked Travis. Like, he couldn't stand him. He hates his stinking guts, you know, giving very little rascal vibes. And he was saying the reason for this is that he worked an event for Travis, and Travis was telling the crowd to go exactly against what security was being paid to do. Um, and while he was instructing the crowd to physically assault security, he was telling security to go and F themselves. Um, and one of the bigger, that's a security guard that I watched the video for. He was one of the larger set men. Um, and with, with his body type, he was the one that was responsible for capturing um, the audience members and kind of putting them back into their allotted space. And that man uh, was literally berated by Travis uh, the entirety of his concert. And because of that, he decided that he hates his thinking guts. Now have, um, let's continue with security. Uh, from what I know, Security did not check any bags. They waved everyone through. Typically for festivals like these, because they're considered soft targets, there's certain things that are implemented in order to keep the concert goer safe. Things like um, not having uh, certain items that, be, that can be considered a weapon, having bags, or um, if you're carrying something, for it to not be opaque but clear so that security can um, have a positive view on everything in that bag to ensure that it's not dangerous the bags were not only not checked but they were also not mandated to be clear uh, most of the bags were opaque um, security allowed every and anyone in the tickets were not looked at and if we care about medical which we do because we still in a panera bread um, vaccination cards were not being checked as per the guidance prior to attending the concert so security was allowing people to come in without verifying that they had been vaccinated now that is the i don't want to say that's the least of our worries right now but lord jesus when you got all these bodies and all of this stuff going on on the internet and you cannot get away from this story if you tried this is the first time that um miss uh Miss Rona has not been at the uppermost of our mind, so they were not checking for that. Uh, the venue was set to hold 50,000 people, and I wanted to talk about that for just a moment because that is true. Um, I cannot verify this, but I've seen it in multiple places that the venue as a whole could hold 50,000 people, but they did not rent the entire venue. I don't know what that's about, and um, I would love to... Uh, maybe connect with somebody because I'm also going to be posting this to YouTube so you can drop down to the comments and let me know um, What do you guys think about that because I, I I don't know what to think about that I, I feel like it makes sense that okay the area is a hundred acres just for example just shits and giggles a um, hundred acres and a hundred acres can hold 50,000 people right but they only rented 50 acres and still put 50,000 people the max in there so then that's already a tight squeeze and um they did not utilize all the stages available for performances i think they only used like two so that could also be a major problem but i'm sure that they're going to be discussing all of that uh during all of these litigations um and another thing to discuss in regards to the maximum attendance is that because travis 
more than several times encouraged his fans to sneak into his concert to watch him perform. Um, that is another layer to this that uh, authorities really don't have a good understanding of the amount of people that were there. They know what the venue said it had the capacity for, but they don't know how many people were there. Now, as security as a whole, um, that is an outsourced job. And I would say that I think that this is... I want to say that this is neutral for Travis in regards to litigation. And I say that because it's an outsourced job. He's not expected to do security at his own concerts, but he's also not expected to speak directly against security. Um, and that's what he did, which is why I feel like it's it's not positive for him because this would be positive. You cannot blame him for security. It was an outsourced position um, and they should have taken positive control over the event. But with an artist like Travis saying multiple times for his fans to sneak in, encouraging them to rush the gates, encouraging them to physically assault securities multiple times a day, and then continuing that into his set, I feel like that's going to, you know, tip the scale into it being at a minimum neutral for him. Um, some litigation is going to use it in his defense, um, and I think that some is going to use it in order to uh, add to you know his culpability so let's see here what's the next thing that we are going to talk about let's talk about the bystander effect um we saw videos of people saying you know People have passed away screaming for help. There was a young lady up the stairs climbing up on stairs, stage and then there was another young man right behind her. Um, there was also certain people assisting security, emergency personnel pulling people out. But by and large, um, we have to understand that the bystander effect was in, was in full effect here. And in a situation like that, people, I guess, become trance-like. I don't know whether that's considered to be positive and or negative, but I think for this particular situation, I feel like this will count um, as be something being positive for Travis because a fair amount of people said that bystander effect was, was you know, in full play. That's number one. And then um, Number two is that they were doing this independently of Travis's instructions from the stage. So, Lord. Now, we're going to go to TMZ and kind of just go through. Now, I'm not using TMZ as a news source. That's not where I got my stuff from. But, you know, I'm here to kind of see if there's anything that I want to touch on before I move on to playing some more videos about Travis. So this headline says, Travis attended Astroworld after party at Dave & Buster, says he was still unaware of travity. Travis, tragedy, Lord, words are hard. Um, we're going to take that same approach, whether this is positive or negative for Travis. I think this is negative as shit. I think that, Lord, God damn. I feel like this just keeps getting worse, you know? Uh, keep in mind that we're taking TMZ's article headlines with definitely a grain of salt. And um, 
it the reason why I said that this is looking bad because even when Kylie said that they weren't aware until after, you know, she made it seem like it was after they left and and she let's see cuz I have Kylie's statement here and it's really important <laughs> to mean what you say and say what you mean. Um, so I'm going to open up her statement here. Kylie stated, Travis and I are broken and devastated. My thoughts and prayers are with all who lost their lives, were injured or affected in any way by yesterday's events. And also for Travis, I don't think she should have put his name in there. Lord, this was a terrible statement who I know cares deeply about his fans and the Houston community. I want to make it clear that we weren't aware of any fatalities until the news came out after the show and no, and in no world would have continued filming or performing. I'm sending my deepest condolences to all the families during this difficult time and will be praying for healing, praying for the healing of everyone who has been impacted. Y'all this i guess all i have to say about this right here is simply it sounds awful it sounds terrible it sounds bad because you went somewhere completely different um like another venue such as dave and buster's and like it does make you look bad it makes you look completely callous so for grading headlines it looks that looks terrible for him um let's go down here must be hyped to be expected but no one expected this um there's celebrities i guess coming out discussing like how they felt about what happened at World. they felt like no one could understand. Uh, this was something that I was telling you guys before earlier in the podcast where Astroworld Venue has $26 million liability insurance. Not close to covering potential just uh, judgments. See, now I just got on TMZ and I don't like to toot my own horn, but bitch, be beat, okay? Because this was a part of my notes when I looked it up that they had a $26 million insurance policy, but I was like, that's not, e that's a drop in the bucket. That's nowhere close to what the heck they need. Okay, let's see if they have anything else. A sighting past Astro World. Okay. So um the park asked Houston to block road siding past Astro World Festival issues. Um I think that if we're if we're grading things positive or negative for Travis, this is positive. I say it's positive because um, this shows them attempting to provide more safety measures in place. Um, this could even speak to the fact that he is learning from his past mistakes and all of the kerfuffle in his past concerts and festivals. So I want to deem that as something positive that they wanted to implement additional security measures. So that's great. And now let's see here. Travis Scott, Live Nation, sued by nine-year-old Astroworld victim, Ben Crump files on behalf of Ezra. So this is the child that I was trying to um, 
find and I'm glad that this was mentioned here because it was in my notes and this is a good of time as any to talk about it the official death toll is eight um that is very much anticipated to rise the police was being very forthcoming with that but then they're also being really like vague and it it comes off like they're trying to prepare prepare the public for something it's kind of like they they feel like if they release the information too fast um that it will create some type of blowback um in the community and i think that that would be a reasonable assumption now with that being said you can't insult 50 50, 000 people's intelligence and say that this was a mass casualty event um we witnessed the videos that we witnessed here the witness accounts that we did and then say that the, the total casualty was eight makes no sense um and i think though they're trying to be measured in their response i feel like this is a misstep by authorities because in my opinion this is feeding um the conspiracy videos this is feeding the distrust of authorities this is feeding all of the negativity around all of this but i am so glad that we could confirm well this is awful really awful but everyone is always you know spewing these really high casualty counts and you know it can't be confirmed anywhere something that i've been reading that i haven't been able to find so i won't provide a screenshot because child i don't know where it's at is that there is a place to one report someone missing that you knew that was supposed to be there and um another place for people to be identified but it ain't no hospital i just feel like i understand the authorities have so much work to do and they're probably leaning on other agencies to assist them in such a horrific event but they are really in my opinion missing the missing the mark with this people are not dumb they know that there's something wrong that there's more of something wrong you're saying come identify someone that's not at a hospital it's not a medical facility what are they identifying remains it's it's weird it's weird and i wish that they would just be a little bit more more forthcoming um and i i think the society at large would appreciate it but back to this nine-year-old boy um i think it's important let's talk about him there's been multiple kids reported as lo losing their life there is a 14 year old that's a part of the official death count um so this is just so sad this is ezra the is a nine-year-old who was trampled nearly to uh you know to lose his life i want to put this on youtube so i don't, I don't want to use too much of a harsh language during the Friday night concert in Houston, according to the lawsuit, lawsuit filed by re renowned civil rights attorney Ben Crump, Ezra was suddenly forced to watch in terror as several concert goers were injured and lost their lives during the crowd surge. In documents obtained by TMZ, Crump says Ezra was kicked, stepped on, and trampled as people around him were lifted up unconscious bodies of friends and strangers and surf them over the top of the crowd hoping to send them to safety the suit validity describes many of the images we've seen in the videos 
of from the ill-fated concert adding that many people were shouting from help for, for help with CPR and pleading with Travis and concert organizers to stop the concert according to the suit Ezra remains in a medically induced coma on life support after suffering severe damage to his liver kidney and brain the injuries will impair his quality of life and ability to grow and thrive the lawsuit lays blame for Ezra's injury squarely on Travis Live Nation and several other entities saying that they were egregious that they egregiously failed in their duty to protect the health and safety health safety and lives of concert goers specifically Crump says that they did not have enough security to implement crowd control and emergency medical support Crump tells TMZ the main culprits in the Astroworld fiasco are Live Nation and the concert promoters and organizers. The suit accuses them of gross negligence and directly caused Ezra's injuries and indescribable emotional pain and mental anguish. Ezra and his family are seeking general damages as well as... Oh, there, there's if, if he's going to make it, he's going to need a fucking lot to have any type of quality of life so yeah yeah so that's that uh that's incredibly sad um see this is why i take breaks from stuff like this uh i ain't no bitch or nothing but low-key kind of that's why my voice is shaking. This is incredibly sad, and this is what um, law enforcement, I think, is always hinting at um, in regards to what's going to happen with this suit uh, because these people are not going to have any quality of life. So they're going to need substantial help um, to live life even. So that's incredibly sad. Now, I want to move on to play another video for you guys. So let's pause that video and let's play it for you guys. Oh, it's on mute. Let's go back. There it is. Travis Scott and his whole team have been fully aware for years about how dangerous the crowds get at his concerts. Watch this clip from Travis's documentary. So the pressure becomes very great up against the barricade. You will see a lot of crowd surfers in general, but also you see a lot of kids that are just trying to get out, get to safety because they can't breathe because it's so compact. You won't know how bad it can be with that crowd until we turn. Okay, so that's one video. There is another video here. I want to start it over because that is, I, I think that would be neutral if we were grading that video and how it would be for Travis in court because everything on the internet is considered evidence. So chow, hot as mess. Lord Jesus, I pray for these people. So this is another video and before I play it, I kind of want to explain it. So this is the same creator and the creator was explaining um, 
if Travis is culpable because he was able to see in the crowd. And um, also discussing the probability of Travis in the past as a pattern stopping his event. Like, what was the likelihood? You know, you can compare him to Adele, which I've seen a lot. You can compare him to Tiana Taylor. I've seen that as well. Um, you can, you know, just compare him to anyone. But I feel like the thing that's going to be most damning in court or even in a criminal investigation is Travis against himself. What is his pattern? What is his normal behavior? And with that being said, in this clip, Travis accuses a fan of attempting to steal his shoe and then insists that the other concert goers physically assault this fan. Now, this would lead you to believe that Travis does have a fair amount of sight in regards to his concert. He has a good vantage point and is able to assess the needs of the crowd as well as himself and staff. Um, being the fact that he's the one with the mic and that he's the one that has the probability of stopping the show. So here's Travis stopping the show over a damn shoe. Here's a video of Travis Scott telling the crowd at his concert to beat up a fan because a fan stole his shoe while he was crowd surfing. Get that motherfucker, get him! You tried to take my shoe? You wanna be a thief? Fuck him up! 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 I want to pause that really quick. Um, it's still going for another 10 seconds, but I don't, I don't, I ain't trying to get in trouble on the YouTubes channel, but, um, he spits on the fan. Uh, this is negative. Okay. In case we couldn't know, I'm not laughing. I have a nervous laugh. This stuff is incredibly triggering. Um, yeah. He, this negative, in case we were wondering what this might mean for litigation, criminal and or civil, um, this bad, this is bad. Um, this proves that he can stop a concert. This proves that he ha proves that he has this, the discernment what, when he thinks, um, that it's appropriate. He can stop a concert and this looks even worse because he stopped it over a shoe and not the, um, unfortunate unfortunate mass casualty of eight people at a minimum right now so let's repeat that this video of travis seeing someone first of all that that it, how you knew it was that particular fan i feel like this is such a bad look for him it's such a bad look and like the first of all the court of public opinion first and foremost because the police are not going to comment on um, criminal investigations. They just don't. That's that's not that's how law enforcement agencies work. But shall as we sit here before you today, he is telling me that you are in the middle of a set. You are singing a song. You are staying on tune with a beat. You have a head like headsets in your ears, right? Trying to hear yourself sing, but you still have the cognitive skill to see exactly who removed your shoe as you were crowd surfing at the same time and you were so confident in your <laughs> in your accusation of this particular person that you then 
incited a riot for the your your other concert goers to physically assault this person and then the reason why i stopped it 10 seconds before it finishes is because one he spits on the fan and i find that incredibly disrespectful and then number two he continues to say f him up and he says that because the effing up quote unquote was was not to his standard child what like what in the hell it was not to his standard. So that's why you guys can't see the video, but I'm looking at it. He's not satisfied with the beating that this fan is receiving for stealing his shoe. He's sure he stole his shoe, even though he was doing several other things at that same exact moment. He's positive that this is the fan that indeed stole his shoe or attempted to steal his shoe. And child, this is a high ghetto ass mess. I can't be bothered. So that's negative that's bad as hell i feel like that might be at the top of the list of the most damning pieces of of evidence if you will against him and his ability to be able to discern when it is appropriate for him to stop his show um yeah i don't know if this speaks to his lack of like maturity but maturity is cute and all and everything like that but people lost their lives so it's really not that it's really not that cute anyways moving on there is something else that i want to have you guys listen to and that is the paramedic there was a paramedic at the travis scott concert and i think that this is probably single-handedly the most positive um point of view that travis has available to him and I think if he was smart, he would have his team reach out to this paramedic. He would have this paramedic, um, not of course like, you know, witness tampering, but he would prep this for some type of support. Um, this is, I think, single-handedly. This is the third part that I'm about to allow you guys to listen to. So there's multiple parts. So before I play it, I'm gonna tell you who this creator is. Um, the username is spelled R as in Romeo, E as in Echo, M as in Mike, I as in India, dot, R as in Romeo, I as in India, C as in Charlie, H as in Hotel. So, that's the username. Like I said, this is a series that he put out about being a, a medical person, uh, hired to assist this concert, or festival, I'm sorry. And like I've stated, this I think single-handedly is the best piece of uh, evidence, point of view, what have you, for Travis. So, in the thick of this, I'm like, so many people are going down, so many people are getting injured. And my observations were that there was zero crowd etiquette at all. They just wanted to get closer to the show closer to Travis Scott and do their thing. They didn't give a single damn about anyone around them. It was an absolute shit show, and I promise you, a lot of these rumors going around where OEMS wasn't, they weren't trained enough. Um, they were understaffed. Every EMT in the field that I saw, they weren't new to the job, nor they were they EMRs. Everyone in the med tent was the absolute A-team. In the medical tent, they had two doctors, a SWAT physician, a ton of SWAT medics, seasoned paramedics, and then basics. If you could draw an A-team from Houston, 
that aren't doctors, they were there. It was just a situation where maybe just over 100 or 150 personnel was responsible for probably over 50,000 highly irresponsible people. Whose fault is it? My observations was the crowd. There were probably some, and you could probably see from the videos going around the internet, these people who are getting up on these towers, screaming at camera people, please stop the show. Those are the heroes. Those are the people who need to be applauded. Because those are the people who actually gave a damn, saw that people were dying, and were like, hey, look, this concert doesn't mean shit. Eight people are dying. At the end of the day, we had eight confirmed deaths so far, 11 confirmed cardiac arrests. What does that mean? That means eight people confirmed dead on scene, and the other three are still being worked on in the hospital. They might be vegetables by this point. Just highly frustrating, me and every single one of the medical personnel did our very best, our very best, and we're being slandered. We were presented with an impossible situation, and everyone was escorted to the hospital. Everyone was taken care of to the best of everyone's ability, and I know for damn sure Whoever my hands touched, I did my absolute damnedest to provide the best care I could. It's just sad to know that when you bring over 50,000 self-centered people who only care about themselves into one place, this is what happens. Okay. Um, I told you guys we are going to go through everything. And there is quite a bit that I'm... I'm sure there's other people talking about it, you know, but I, I want to talk about everything. Everything. Uh, that is probably the most damning piece of um, evidence that I found in order to absolve Travis of some of this responsibility, culpability, in regards to this festival. Um, now, there are some people that discuss Travis's character. And they talk about uh, someone that fell from three stories and was paralyzed. And they also discuss his manager. Um, and those are negative character um, patterns. So I don't know if I could find Travis's manager here. But he has awful, terrible things to say about Travis himself. Travis Scott's alleged uh, manager. Alleged ex-manager uh he said he left him to pass away during a seizure and fake streams to launch his career now that sounds defamatory and not defamatory as in uh me assuming that it it's dishonest um no that's not it i'm saying it's defamatory because i don't think that the manager's account of who Travis is and the pattern that he exhibits um, in regards to his reckless behavior and like when when discussing other people's safety, uh, I think that because you can fairly label him as a disgruntled uh, ex-employee, um, I think that his injuries that he sustained like the seizure and you know maybe being left without adequate medical attention i believe him i'm always going to believe the victim i just don't think that this will i don't even think this will be even given the time of day to establish any type of pattern i don't think that even um i don't think ben crump or anybody else that's associated with lawsuits 
that are being filed in regards to this festival will utilize what this man has said in his statements um, in order to establish a negative pattern about Travis's behavior. It's just too murky. He's too close to Travis. And um, so I just want you guys to not lean too heavily into that. All right, so we're getting to the end, guys. I promise. I know this was long, but I told you guys it was long because we had a lot of shit to talk about. So now this is going to be the last thing that I let you guys listen to. And I think it's because to me, it is one of the most important things. And it is important to me because you know how I be. I be, you know, setting it up before I tell you <laughs> what it is. Um, but this is very important because people are naturally discussing the spiritual feeling behind what has transpired at this concert festival sorry i keep calling it a concert i think it's both you know what i'm saying whatevs um but people are saying things and i feel like this could be harmful to the life the life that was lost um people that are still very much in confusion trying to identify their loved ones and make really difficult medical decisions so saying things like this was a sacrifice and travis scott is the illuminati and he's with the devil and this feels sus i get it i'm not gonna insult your intelligence i think it's appropriate that you feel this way i will just implore you to think and while i'm i'm telling you that i would really like for you to think about this I'm going to play you one of my mutuals on TikTok, her video. Um, I'm going to start it now, but I actually want to give you her username, so I'm going to pause it. Um, her username is Blood Bath and Beyond. That's, a, that's pretty badass, but I'll spell it for you. It's spelled exactly uh, how you think it sounds, but it's B as in Bravo, L as in Lima, O as in Oscar, O as in Oscar, D as in Delta, B as in Bravo, A as in Alpha, T as in Tango, H as in Hotel, A as in Alpha, N as in November, D as in Delta, B as in Bravo, E as in Echo, Y as in Yankee, O as in Oscar, N as in November, D as in Delta, that is her username, Bloodbath and Beyond. And her specialty on TikTok is to discuss conspiracies or to debunk them, but I'll let her tell you more about that because she explains herself so well. I make content where I debunk and talk about how harmful conspiracy theories are. Let's talk about Astroworld. I have a lot of really complicated thoughts and I'm still trying to process exactly everything that happened at Astroworld and what all these conspiracy theories are saying and where they're coming from and who's fueling them. But I am particularly pissed off with spiritual TikTok right now. If it does not apply, let it fly. But let's have a conversation about some of the vile shit y'all are doing on this app right now. As of filming this, we know that at least two children have died at Astroworld. And obviously, any death at Astroworld is a tragedy, no matter how old they are. But let's put this into perspective. One of the people that died at Astroworld was 14 years old. Two parents lost a 14-year-old child that day. That child wasn't even old enough to drive or maybe even have permits. And he's now gone from this world. Imagine having to process the loss of your 14-year-old child while the entire internet is trying to convince itself that he was sacrificed to Satan. God forbid those parents possibly be religious and Satan actually means something to them. Y'all are showing no fucking respect to those families right now. Hi, my name is Jessica. I make content. And so I think that is a good, fair place to leave you guys at. I think that this uh, situation is incredibly fluid. Um, I don't 
don't know if I'll make a part three, to be honest, because I feel like I'm okay with the investigation moving wherever it may. Um, if something really huge, super big, like the casualty counts, knock on wood, I'm so superstitious, but hopefully not. But, you know, if something like that happens where the casualty count spikes for some reason and then there's some information behind that. Okay, cool. I'll come back. I'll talk about it. Um, but other than that, I don't think that it, this is very heavy for me. Um, I, I, don't, I don't find this very fun at all. So I, I may not make a part three. That may not be a thing for me. Um, but I will discuss it on my lives on TikTok. So make sure you're following me on all my social media platforms. I'm typically live every Wednesday. I haven't really ironed out a time yet. So just not sure. But you can definitely 100%. Oh, sorry guys. That's, I'm giving you very ghetto. You already know how I do. I gives ghetto. Anyways, moving on. But I'm usually live every Wednesday on TikTok and I'm trying to find more time to go live on other platforms on other days. I say that to say that you can find this commentary anywhere and typically if I do a live on TikTok, I try to immediately put it on YouTube. But that's kind of been a struggle lately because TikTok trying to play in my face. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I hope I left you with, with a fair amount of information and um, also put you on some even field because i feel like some people are like really falling down a rabbit hole on this and then other people are just blindly you know wanting to assign no responsibility to travis and i feel like that's incredibly inappropriate and 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 insensitive to the lives that were lost we need to allow the authorities to work it's okay for you to feel the way that you feel um but like i said i just wanted to pull you out that rabbit hole where I wanted to pull you out that stand behavior of standing for somebody that literally doesn't know you. Allow this story to develop. Respect the people that have lost their lives. Allow the people that are hurt to heal. Um, and also, I hope we be out here healing as well, child. So, this is where I leave you. I love you guys very much. I am I'm so thrown off about this. You guys have no idea. And that's why I'm kind of like lagging at the end here. But this is definitely the end. Anyways, guys. Toodles. Love you very much.